With a fresh look through experienced eyes at forgotten matches and unknown classics, this is the Piece of Business Podcast with Glenn and Jeremy. Okay, thanks. It's a bit of a downer, though. Yeah, rough, rough morning this morning. Certainly was getting up to that news. Yeah, uh, we heard either depending on when you heard or when the people heard late last night or this morning that we have lost uh, another wrestler. Uh, this one, um, an active wrestler, way, way, way too soon. Forty-one years old. Uh, John Huber, you might know him as Luke Harper or Mr. Brody Lee, uh, but he has left us, and uh, the uh, internet wrestling community is uh, shocked about this one. This one, this one came out of nowhere, it seems. Yeah, it was. It's uh, well, I had so much planned for this special episode as a holiday, as our holiday episode, but it just doesn't seem appropriate now. So. Yeah, it's a, it was a real big shock. I thought, when I first saw it, I thought there was something up. I didn't actually believe it. And then, sort of, his missus posted, and then seeing Bray's post, that was a bit emotional, to say the least. Yeah, that one was, uh, that one was the worst uh, so far that I've seen anyway. Um, you know, I think... The thing that, and you're right, you know, we had we had planned for this to be a, a nice little holiday episode, a few extra bells and whistles, um, uh, maybe watch a, a sillier match, but uh, that doesn't really seem to be the the mood of the day. Um, but the, the seeing what the the people who knew him best, the uh, the wrestlers that he worked with for so many years, uh, talk about him on Twitter, just makes you really. Uh, uh, appreciate what a what a decent man he was, yeah. and uh, in a business that is often short of of decent men and women, um, losing one of the good ones is is never a good thing. Especially at the age of forty one, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and as his as his wife said, he's not even COVID related. It's bad right, enough. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't know. I mean, I guess people did know that he had something going on um i knew that he hadn't been on the tv for a while mm. but uh you know they, they never really explained why and uh i guess it was with this but yeah a non-covid related lung issue that apparently has been a problem for a while um uh, i didn't know anything about it though no i don't know who did obviously aew and, and uh, his family did but apart from that they kept that very quiet and it, yeah, and it makes you 
actually wonder whether part of the reason that he was released from WWE is because he failed his medical. Because we know how stringent they are with their medicals. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be. Uh, who knows? Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's just it's, just, it's just really shocking. You know, it's hard, to, it's hard to kind of process. It doesn't really seem very real right now yet, uh, even though it is very real. Um, it's just hard to hard to put into words uh, what a guy like this leaving the business uh, like in a way that he did um, uh, what it all means I mean he he was a guy that I think that you know his best was still ahead of him even though he had been working for a long time uh, in the independence a long time before he hit uh, the big time with WWE um, but I still think his future was 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 bright. I think he had a lot of good work left to do, uh, and it's uh, it just makes you appreciate things. I think you know that even uh, somebody as as big and strong and healthy appearing as he was, uh, anything can be going on behind the scenes. And I think we need to do a better job, all of us, of appreciating the people that we. Uh, having our in our shoot lives and in our kayfabe lives because we never know you know we never know when um they won't be here anymore and it's uh, uh it's just been shocking to say the least what uh what what do you uh if you could sum up um the man as a as a wrestler glenn uh, how would you do it uh underrated technically the, the guy was such a good technical wrestler and he'd found his niche finally in AEW. Um, he obviously learned a lot as far as being a cult leader from Bray because he actually made that gimmick so good. And it showed after he was off TV, how the whole thing has just fallen down like an unstable pack of cards. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I was thinking about that, you know, the, the Wyatt family. You know, Bray was obviously the charisma, and uh, Rowan was the, the muscle. But uh, without a doubt, Luke Harper was the heart of the Wyatt family and really held that whole thing together. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the cameras gravitate to to Bray. Bray's the promo. Bray's the leader. But uh, uh, you could say that Harper was the heart and the worker of the group, and he made that whole thing work. That's that's right, and then showing up on AEW as the chosen one—that was, uh, yeah. no, that that was it. That was obviously that's where WWE made the mistake they should have gone with once the break, once the Wyatt family. Um, he should have become the leader of like the an offshoot of the Wyatt family that turned on Bray, and the whole story could have been a lot different rather than the, the bludgeon brothers that everybody needs to forget as quick as possible. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, you know, and even, you know, even looking back at the WWE stuff, um, the, the, the stuff that he did with, um, with Randy Orton, uh, when Orton was part of that group, mm. uh, those two were kind of a, uh, a yin and yang uneasy alliance and they did great work together in fact i think the only time i ever saw um uh, harper wrestle 
was when he and Bray and Orton were together and uh, they were in town for a show and uh, worked a six man tag team. I don't even remember who they were, who they were against, but um, it was just so clear how good this guy was in the ring. And you mentioned the technical stuff. He really could grapple. You know, he wasn't just a power guy. Uh, he could, he could, he was more agile than he had any right to be in the ring. Um, uh, but he was so, so good. And I think that, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, this isn't necessarily the time to, to talk about, uh, uh, how different companies book him. Uh, I think that the best, his best AEW work was yet to come. Yes. Um, yeah. Definitely. It's just, uh, unfortunately, we'll never know. No, no, it's sad. Very sad. Really is. No, no, no. And just the outpouring from the wrestling community, uh, talking about him as a man and as a father, and uh, all of us that are men and fathers, um, we can, we, you know, that kind of hits us right in the heart. And, uh, you know, hopefully all of us can be um, as good as Brody Lee in that respect. And what uh, uh, really thoughts to go out to the family. What a time of year as well. It's bad enough for anybody to be taken at any time. I should know that. As, but yeah. over Christmas, to lose somebody like that, it must be absolutely devastating for them. It has to be. you know. And I, I can't imagine having, if, if I were in that position, I can't imagine. That's why I can't imagine how anybody... Um, Anybody can can get past it, but uh, you know, all indications are that her family is very loved, and they will be very supported uh, this whole way, this whole way through. Uh, but yeah, it's the worst possible timing for uh, one of the worst possible things that can happen. So it's it's been a sad, sad night last night and a sad morning this morning. It certainly is. Uh Changing the subject just slightly, yeah. I gather that you didn't haven't watched any wrestling this week. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> we had Christmas here in this country, Glenn. You, got, you people have Christmas where you live. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> people, people with families do, but uh, <laughs> my my family uh, being in what our tier four is with, uh, I couldn't go visiting. They can't come here, so I was on my own all over Christmas. So my Christmas has been watching Doctor Who, binge watching Doctor Who, uh, YouTube, and wrestling. Well, you know, it, it uh, you know, it could didn't get much better than that, I guess. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. So MLW this week. Tell me about it. I, I do know who won the uh, Opera Cup, and I think that was a. Uh, okay. I do intend to go back and watch that final, even though I do know already who won. I think that was a good choice for the winner, and uh, I think that person can do a lot with that going forward. Do go and watch it. Yeah. That's up there with uh, Ilya and Walter for my match of the year. Wow, that's high praise. It certainly is. (laughs) Filthy Tom and Loki, they nearly killed each other. Oh, I can imagine. Both of those guys, they, they would be inclined to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So that's the best thing you've seen this week, then? Oh, um, um, 
good thing on uh, NXT UK. They did like a recap show, and the superstars were there giving out their Christmas greetings to everybody. And good old Jack Stars got a, a chance to shine on screen. So it shows that although he's doing the jobs for all the big boys, he, he's actually considered in there. We're going to see a lot of old Jack Stars, which is always a good thing as far as we're concerned. Very good. He's, he's a guy I don't really know much about. He's the one that's been destroyed by Rampage Brown and oh, Walter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's, He's a king, his dreams, huh? <laughs> king, yeah, king of the jobbers on NXT UK. Well, you know, it, there's a story there. You pay your dues, you work your way up, you know, could work out for him. Well, it happened with X Pac, didn't it? As the one, two, three sure kid. It absolutely did. Uh, I know something else you did watch yesterday. You did watch. Uh, your your gunners gonna pick up a big uh, oh. win at the European soccer game. I uh, I will talk about that this week. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. There was a bit of festive cheer down at the Emirates Stadium, which is always a good thing, especially with the way imagine, things are at the moment. Imagine if there had been people in the stands. Oh, it would have been it would have been bananas. I always yeah. loved. I always we because day after Christmas Day we call it Boxing Day over here. Um, there's always a London derby is the Boxing Day fixture. Um, when I was growing up, it was always a special day to go and watch Arsenal play Tottenham normally. But I also found out yesterday, listening to the commentary, that the last time that we played, we, we beat top, we beat Chelsea on a Boxing Day fixture was 1974. And I can't remember us ever playing Chelsea on a Boxing Day, but obviously we did. It's always just to remember the Tottenham ones. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, they, they, they deserve the win yesterday. I mean, even though they, they scored one on a penalty and they had one on uh, a set piece and they had one that was just a cross that happened to hit the crossbar and go <laughs> in. So, you know, maybe not three decisive, uh, you know, run of, run of play goals, but uh, they deserve the win. My, uh, my boys in blue sometimes look – uh, disinterested, and I think they looked disinterested a little bit yesterday. I don't know why. You'd think they'd be up for that game, but uh, but your guys pulled it out. It was yeah. uh, they earned the three points. They deserve it. Yeah, your soccer Jesus was basically your the best player in a Chelsea shirt yesterday. He and absolutely this, was. So I mean, every time he got it, and he looked dynamic to me. He looked like he wanted to make something happen, but um, there just wasn't a whole lot happening around him. That's right. But uh, so that's uh, you know you you uh, you know I I'd owe you a beer over that one if we were in the same place at the yeah. same time. <laughs> and I'll take it from you after <laughs> after the last few weeks have been driven to drink. <laughs> oh man! Well, so yeah, that was. Uh, that was fun yesterday. We'll see what happens uh, the next time they play, whenever that whenever that may be. Uh, mm. I don't know. Chelsea. This was the second time this year, right? Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Um, oh, next time I asked to play Chelsea, I think that's it for this season. Yeah, I think so. Unless yeah. they run into the cup. But the ne their next games, uh, Chelsea are tomorrow and Arsenal are on Tuesday. Yeah, how did Chelsea get through with that? Two games in two days. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's a, it just one of those things. It's a, it's the holiday season, and they cram these games in. They really do. They do cram them in, but uh, it's, it's good for those who like to watch it on TV. But uh, yeah. I would not imagine it's very good for the players. No, no, it's always been a a, a thing about the the the, hol- the Christmas holiday program and playing like three games in seven days. Yeah, it's like uh, mid south territory. You wrestle six days a week and twice on Sunday. You know that just can't be good for the body. <laughs> That's right. And even back to, and back then with the wrestling, they even had Christmas Day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Thanksgiving night and Christmas Thanks. night, Christmas yeah. Day were always you know, two of the biggest houses of the year. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, yeah, we were going to watch this afternoon, this morning for me, uh, a couple of matches. One of them was the uh, Christmas Creature match, you know, in keeping with the holiday spirit. But uh, that was a little bit silly. We're going to forego that one based on the news of the day. Uh, We are going to watch one match, though, uh, that does feature the Christmas Creature uh, of course, he was not the Christmas creature at this time. Um, some of you know him as Kane. We are not even going to watch a Kane match. We're going to watch what came between Kane and the Christmas creature. And we will do that when we come right back. DDT Wrestling is about friendship and wrestling and making a fool out of yourself. I'm DC Matthews. I'm Doc Manson. And I'm DC Matthews. No, you're GQ. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm GQ. Each week, three longtime friends catch up on their lives and talk about whatever comes to mind, often about wrestling. The conversations come from our hearts. And from our butts. We do not talk out our butts. Well, sometimes we talk from our butts. We've been wrestling fans for decades. So if you like the Piece of Business podcast, you'll probably like us. Probably. I like you. Thanks, GQ. DDT Wrestling, available from your favorite podcast apps. All right, everybody. Today on the Piece of Business Podcast, we're going to watch a match from Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Uh, This was in 1995, I believe. Um... We're going to watch a match between The Undertaker and Unibomb. And I think most people know Unibomb as Kane. But uh, he was in Smoky Mountain Wrestling for a little bit before he went into the WWF at the time. Um, So Glenn is going to put the link to the match in the comments section of the episode. We hope you watch along with us if you've never seen Unibomb versus The Undertaker from Smoky Mountain Wrestling. We hope you watch with this. Glenn, are you ready? Uh, nearly. Uh, I've got a little bit of history to this one. Okay, let us know. Um, Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. Kane, a.k.a. Unabomber, um, he was Al Snow's sort of security, brought in as security in Smoky Mountain. Um, Jim Cornette called in the favour from both uh, Vince and Taker to get this match put on. And Taker was so impressed with Glenn Jacobs that he went back to Vince and said, you've got to sign this guy. 
obviously he was given the dentist gimmick. But it all worked out in the, the long run. Yeah, I said he, uh, Glenn Jacobs wound up doing okay. Yeah, he didn't do too bad out of it. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this is a good match for anybody that's never seen it. It's a great big man match. Um, and I think that you'll see, uh, hopefully everyone that watches with us will see what Undertaker saw in a young Mr. Jacobs. So, um, if we are ready, I'll give us the countdown, and then we'll watch. Five, four, three, two, one, play. And there is Unibomb. He uh, sort of had a, uh, a Sid Vicious look to him. I was going to say, looking remarkably like Kane there in the mask. Ah, well, there you go, yeah. <laughs> uh, can you imagine being at a Smoky Mountain wrestling show and, uh, oh. in 1995 and, you know, maybe you didn't really know what the card was going to be when you showed up to the arena that night and you just thought it was going to be another Unibomb squash match, but then the lights go out and the bell starts to toll and you know what's about to happen. You're about to see The Undertaker in person. The only way you would have done that is if you hadn't been watching TV. Three weeks leading up to this, Taker and Paul Bearer were all over the TV recordings of this, cutting promos to promote this show that night. And that's why you can see by the crowd how packed out it is. Oh, yeah. It was a sold-out house for sure. Uh, but uh, it may not have even seemed real until you were no. there in the moment. You almost half expected to be like a fake Undertaker, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, could understand that. <laughs> Anybody that's ever seen The Undertaker live knows that feeling of when he comes into the, into the building. Yeah, oh. full, full body chills, you know? That is, it definitely is. Good to see old uh, Percy leading him down the yeah. aisle there. <laughs> Oh, Percy was so good. Paul Bearer was so good. He would have been known in the area, but I wonder actually how many of them realized that that was old Percy Pringle. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. But, uh, yeah, this Undertaker doing his, I mean, he was there doing his full entrance, full gimmick. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, repaying a, a favor. Um, that Cornette and Vince had worked out and, uh, you know, he, he showed up and, um, they, I, I don't know, um, who it was that, I don't know if it was Cornette that had decided that, yeah, Unibomb was going to be the match or if, um, if, 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 uh, Undertaker or Vince had, um, kind of wanted it to be, uh, Jacobs or not, uh, may have been an all Cornette thing. I don't know. Cornette might have just been able to know, you know, hey, these two guys are going to be able to have chemistry and uh, put it put it together himself. I don't know. According to Jim Cornette, it was Al Snow that put it together. Okay, okay. Put them together. Well, he, he he went he went to Jim Cornette with the idea that to put the Ben Jacobs. With the Undertaker, if he could get the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, Snow had always had a good mind for wrestling, but yeah. that didn't surprise me. But uh, there they go. They were standing off, and they Undertaker with those punches that always look so good. One of the best punch throwers in are in the business ever. Oh yeah, and because I had this beast in Smoky Mountain, and it would have impressed the hell out of people that. He could stay in there eye to eye with Undertaker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A great, uh, great visual to start the match for sure. But uh, Kane, uh, Kane, Unibomb, I should call him. Uh, he's in great shape here. You know, he yeah. had been in the business very long. I believe this was 1995, mm -hmm. and uh, I think he had started in '92. <laughs> <laughs> <He's>, uh... <laughs> Uh, he's so good. Uh, uh, but yeah, he was still, you know, he hadn't been in business too long, but uh, you could tell uh, he was a natural. Yeah, yeah. And he does, he does look a little bit like Sid to me. He <laughs> does. He does there, yeah, yeah, from a distance. Yeah. He certainly... Because I saw Taker and Sid fight in, two, in 1991 at Wembley and he looks very similar there yep. but that was more of a brawl than this is this is more this definitely more of a a typical taker wrestling match oh, yeah. <laughs> he's still yeah, he standing can... up <laughs> mm. yeah, he could, yeah. this is an undertaker match for sure but mm. uh you know but, but, but unibomb doesn't look out of place at all you no. know he's getting offense in um uh, he knows uh, he's be it's believable that he can get in some offense on Undertaker. Yeah. And you can actually see what Mark saw in him as a good dance partner. Yeah. Uh, to just come in like that and be able to click with somebody, even a Taker's, yeah. even a taker's quality, you know, it, it, it takes, as it's always, as I always say, it takes two to tango. It does, and you have to have for a guy like Undertaker and a gimmick like Undertaker. Excuse me, you have to have um, a believable opponent. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you have to have somebody that you believe can <laughs> can take down a dead man. Yeah. The only trouble with this is it is, is that they've edited it. Yeah, but, there's um, some some because I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Al Snow this slipped him a gimmick, but we've not seen what came of that because they cut a bit out. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the way things are when we're watching things on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, you know, but hey, we can't. They're just we can't, I'm, oh I'm no, off the top. look just, at this. Just to, oh yeah, superb. Uh, just to be able to see some of these old matches that somebody actually bothered to keep them as much as anything else is. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. We we definitely so, live in a spoiled time. Because <laughs> uh, I know for a fact that Jim Cornette owns most of the Smoky Mountain, um, and won't release it. Hence the trouble we're having trying to get the match with our guest. Yes. <laughs> Somebody's got to have that. I got I've, I've been putting out feelers. I can't find. Um, 
my last bit of desperation in the new year is to actually message Jim yeah. and say that uh, Bobby's up for it. Has he got it? And can we stream it? Yeah, well, that's 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 worth a shot. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it has to exist. <laughs> it does. It does exist. It's just uh, it's not in private hands. It's only in Jim Cornette's right. hands, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, we might have to storm Castle Cornette. I don't know, yeah. but uh, we'll see. Well, I'll get Bobby on my side, and there you go. He'll, 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 oh, that's that's impressive. Yeah, he almost lost him there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the, the fact that he kept him is very impressive. Yeah, he almost lost him, dropped him right on his head. But the strength, mm. you can tell, you know, he's not he's not selling. He's selling for real right there. I yeah. Took it out of, yeah, he almost dropped him right on his head, but he was strong enough to power him up. <laughs> oh. Camera's in the right spot on that one. Good shot. But yeah, you could you know. You can see why Undertaker went back to Vince and said, "Hey, you need to bring this guy in." Yeah. Uh, but uh, and Vince said, "I know, I'll make him we'll a dentist." <laughs> we'll make him Jerry Lawler's dentist. We got this monster. We'll make him into Jerry Lawler's dentist. Luckily for Glenn Jacobs, he was just so good that uh, he was able to get past crappy gimmicks. He was he he was always meant to be an Undertaker type gimmick. Yeah, and here we go. The tombstone. People know that's going to end. R.I.P. The Undertaker wasn't going into Smoky Mountain and doing the job. Nor should he have. No, no. <laughs> he wasn't doing the job for anybody in WWF at that no, time, so no. he certainly wouldn't be. There we go. There we have it. Oh. Uh, hopefully you all watched along with this. Hopefully you enjoyed that look at uh, two of the greatest big men that ever did it. Uh, one of them was well established at that time. The other one just about to enter the mainstream. Um, I think it was appropriate to watch a big man match uh, after the news of the day last night and today um, of another great big man in wrestling um, who we lost way too soon. So man. hopefully uh, everyone uh, enjoyed and uh, if anything, maybe a few minutes of uh, something to take your mind off of the news. So there you have it. Uh, we will come back again next week. Don't know what we're going to watch just yet. Um, I, th I think that next week um, somebody posted that everybody should watch Brandon Thurston against Brody Lee. And it's here on YouTube. It's a 10-minute match. And I think we should watch that next week. Because we didn't have a chance to prepare this week properly for it. Yeah, yeah no, I think that's a, I think that's a great idea. Uh, we will we will do that for next time. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, like you said, we we wouldn't have time to prepare for that one. Uh, you know, our our holiday spectacular was uh, derailed a little bit, but that's not a big deal. That's not important. No. Uh, no. 
So yeah. I do recommend that everybody, uh, if you're going to watch some wrestling this week, go back and watch some uh, Luke Harper or Brody Lee matches. Um, he's got plenty of good ones to choose from. Um, so spend some time uh, doing that this week, and everybody uh, uh, give your kids a big hug because you just never know. Apparently, our good friend at DDT Wrestling, DC Matthews, posted today that Brody Lee, oh, sorry, uh, Luke Harper appeared in 29 pay-per-view matches for WWE, and he's watching the lot, as he would do. As he would do. As he would do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, get, his, uh, get his feedback on some of those matches, I suppose. So, uh, so until next time, Glenn, you got any final thoughts for the people? Shout out to all the guys at uh, a work in progress, Brent, Erica, and Steve, um, the BTT guys and the BTT army. Who, if I hadn't been watching, listening to them, I would probably never have known about this match that we watched today. So I'm grateful for that because I do love the Smoky Mountain matches. Now I've, been, now I've been watching them. And apart from that, it'll be two th- two, 2021 by the next time we talk to people. So Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, hopefully 2021 uh, brings great things for everyone. Hopefully it's an improvement over this past year. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So until next time. Glenn, say goodbye. Goodbye.